Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This week we've got the whole crew and an extra. We've got Lebecca, Rebecca Lemke back on the podcast. Sorry about that. She's going to be talking about her new book that's going to be releasing soon and just her life and how everything's been going. So stay tuned for episode 57, Pilgrims of Prodigals podcast. Yeah, enjoy everybody. Punching yourself because I've been a bad giraffe. You're weird. You're getting you're getting all furry on me, dude. I'm I don't know. I don't feel comfortable right now. He's more like vinyl right now, to be honest. All I know is I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with with what's going on. I watch this kind of oh, stuff I every did, night, dude. Oh, I, sorry, I'm I not feel responsible for your comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel kind of assaulted. That was a joke. It's a joke. I don't think so. My preference and my my other. Um, <laughs> My, my other animal hobbies um, don't include anything sexual in nature. I, I hope not. I really hope not because that'd be a little weird. Since we're just three white males, I don't know what the fuck it means to suffer through anything, through any shit. No, we don't. Dude, I was listening to some old Emery today. Hey! Hey, how are you? <laughs> We're doing good. How are you doing? I am great. I uh, don't know what happened. I When I put your um, email into the directory, it was like we'd never talked before. And then all of a sudden, the history came up. But it wasn't in my contacts at all. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. Thank you, dear. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I switched... Um, I got a new Skype account from my old one. I'm so Nate, I- by the way. Nice to meet you. Hi. It's nice to meet you, too. Oh, shoot. There's there's someone professional here. <laughs> what's up, Ben? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Long time no talk, Rebecca. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> I never get to see people. I'm like cooped up in house all the time and so yeah i'm super excited oh no it's perfectly fine i'm i'm glad that you uh wanted to do another episode it's been i think the last episode we did it was like our we had just started the podcast because i remember i was recording in my living room on like a single xlr hookup soundboard (laughs) yeah and now yeah it's it's a lot different now things are going pretty good for us How's uh, awesome. how's the book stuff going? Oh man, we just released an audiobook uh, version of it like two days ago. Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's fun. And as always with launches, I got sick immediately. Oh. That um, sucks. So, <laughs> ta-da. Um, but yeah, I actually have another book, uh, a full length one this time. That's at with the editor, um, and I'm working on a fiction one too. So yay! <laughs> Sweet. Wow. What's your uh, fiction? Is it like a novel type? type yes, thing? yeah. It's um, it's kind of it's the only standalone that I have that's a full length. Um, the other stuff that I've been working on since I wrote the Scarlet Virgins has been a series, and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do that yet. 
Um, I kind of like nove- novella length stuff, like what I did with the Scarlet Virgin. So yeah. it's interesting. It's it's different, but yeah, it's it's sort of. Um, I think my husband describes it as paranormal uh, young adult fantasy, basically. Ah. <laughs> okay, cool. I have to uh, check that out. My wife, she loves reading novels. She reads all the time, so I'll have to. Whenever you release that, I'll have to to let her know about it. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to get into fiction because it's so much less drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no one gets mad about it when it's not so real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what exactly is going on with that? So it's it's sort of evolved um, as I wrote it, but it's it's kind of a. It's almost a reference book in a way for Christian content creators based on uh, the different areas that I've been in. So audiobook, publishing, um, blogging, YouTubing, podcasting, all that stuff. So I touch a little bit on all of that. But for the most part, it's actually kind of a self-care guide for okay. Christian content creators. All right. Okay, so that's cool. A, we can, a, uh... self-care, a self-care guide or like a... Is it more like, is it like a professional, like, here's instructions on how to do all these things, or? No, it's it's definitely not a how-to book, for sure. Um, oh, okay. it's, it's basically kind of a memoir version of, of sort of a self-care book and, and documenting um, the different things, the, the different disciplines that I've been in and uh, the things that you should know as a beginner. Um, okay. And the things that have gone wrong that I'm like, okay, if this happens, this is what you do. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. So as Christian content providers, as pilgrims and prodigals, what, what are we doing <laughs> that we shouldn't be doing? What, what, what can we learn from your experiences? Oh, man. I <laughs> That's don't... a whole episode. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have not been able to listen to podcasts lately at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just like putting people on the spot. No. <laughs> oh, I know. It's okay. Nate will be the uh, troll of the night. No. Yeah. Um, I, I liked what you were talking about. Uh, that, that one post you were talking about um, people manipulating scripture. I don't know if you wanted to go into that. You were talking about there was an interview you had to take down or something like that. Or yeah, if we you can wanted, talk about that. If you wanted to talk about that, you could. But I just I think that's an interesting point to talk about because, uh, you know, we obviously like – talk about theology and stuff a lot on here um, and different thinkings on it and different, even different religions and different belief systems. So just talking about um, the harmful effects of like twisting scripture into meaning multiple things, because obviously if something's written, it has one truth. So going into like, you know, the most common misconstrued, scriptures or stuff like that so um, that'd be yeah. just different ideas you know we don't have to hit all of this stuff but sure um because i was just taking a bunch of notes just a bunch of random stuff um if there's yeah. one thing particularly that you wanted to talk about we could talk about that um yeah manipulation of scripture and the harmful effects of it I actually had a we had a buddy on the podcast not too long ago. Hey Ben, there you are. Um, Come here. Yeah, there you are. 
He's actually uh, an ex-pastor of mine that I know, and he was talking about, you know, how when you're trying to figure out, like, if you believe or not, or what you believe or not, it's important to look at the context of the scripture for what it mm-hmm. is, you know, instead of trying to twist the Bible into fitting your religion, figure out what it means and if you want to follow that. So, just a point that he was making. Um, controversy on social media. I know that's something. I that, got that down. <laughs> that's something that we've been talking about. So you and Ben both. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Ben's good at throwing those uh, those posts up that get people a little fired up. Yeah, it's not even on purpose. It just happens. I don't know, Rebecca. I don't think you probably. I don't think you tried to start controversy, but oh uh, no. It just naturally happens. People get offended at everything. They, they really do. do. <laughs> they do. It's horrible. <laughs> just literally, the stuff that I post that people get mad at, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And my yeah. husband is yeah. like, what is wrong with you? I know. And the thing yeah. is, I, I think uh, that Twitter's, I think Twitter's worse about it than Facebook is. Yeah. Definitely. Because because <laughs> on Facebook, like, People do get triggered on there, but Twitter, man, I mean. Yeah, you, Twitter is like a whole nother level. It really is. Dude, get on Twitter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, thing. I feel like people do Twitter. I'm just... grinding out huge win, like, for controversy on Facebook. So <laughs> Like on Twitter. People Dude. get Twitter, people make Twitter accounts just so that they can be offended. Like, I promise Basically. you. Basically. I promise you. It's, <laughs> that's why they do it. God. It's. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. One of my friends called me today. I hadn't talked to her in like a couple months, and we're friends from Twitter. And she was like, "So I'm getting off of Twitter." Yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was like a month after I started dating my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, that she got rid of her Twitter because it was so toxic. And this was yeah. back in 2014. So <laughs> yeah, I gotta learn how to use Twitter. I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. If I go to. post it's something, okay. no one's going to see it, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> it's okay, man. You're not missing out. Mm. I've never had a Twitter, and I'm, I really don't feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> no, no. It's it's just a bunch of people fighting every day over stupid stuff, basically. That's, that's it. Mostly politics. <laughs> yeah. Like funny. 99% politics. Yes. Which is horrible, because I hate politics, so I'm like driven batty i changed my handle to have taylor swift lyrics from look what made you look what you made me do so that's how done i am with twitter that's where that's from i was wondering yes. i don't like it. yeah 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 i was wondering that i was like what is what is that that I, i'm like addicted to being the peacemaker so whenever someone gets offended at my post i go in there and try calm everyone down and everyone gets more triggered so because like, you're twitter also the one who starts me. it i would be addicted um. to twitter i would be addicted to like hey guys it's all we we all can be friends it's all cool don't worry yeah i'm like the worst on twitter because i'm like always like i my voter registration card is independent because they didn't know what libertarian was and really? so but I'm not even that anymore. And so everybody's like trying to figure out what I am so they can figure out whether they want to be mad at me or not. And I'm like, yeah. yes! <laughs> no, that, that's that's what they do. <laughs> so you're not libertarian. What would you consider yourself now then? Nothing. 
Okay. Oh, nothing. Man. Oh. So is that like anarchy then? <laughs> she's, an she's trying not to offend us, Keith. She doesn't want to say. It, no. no, I'm literally, I don't even know what I am. I don't even care anymore. I no. just, I vote the way my husband votes because I go. believe everything he does. So it's like, I don't really know what we are at this point, but you know, it's fine. It, He's I, worried. I have a tough time. Have you been keeping up the whole Kavanaugh thing? I've been trying. I didn't watch the thing, but I've just been like, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I watched the entire hearing that they did last week, and I watched the live vote today. And he actually won the nomination by two votes. It was fifty-one forty-nine, which I'm super happy about that because no, I really am because I, he is a from watching, seeing, hearing all the accusations, and watching everything unfold. To me, it seems like. She is throwing out a bunch of claims, and I feel like she might have actually – and even Kavanaugh said that he feels like something may have happened to her in the past because she's very right. convinced that something happened. Mm -hmm. But he's you know, he's like, it wasn't me. I haven't done anything. He's like right. – he's got journal and calendar records dating all the way back yeah. to the summer of 1980. And he's got yeah. you know, the day of his accusation – he put together a list of 65 women who have worked with him from the time he was in high school to where he is now who will attest to his character and how good of a man he is. And it's like all of her accusations, the people, witnesses that she brought up, everyone said that that they don't remember anything about that night, that nothing happened. And it just seems – it just seemed like a big coup on the side of the Democratic Party to me and it just – all yeah. of it is like everyone right now is calling it a circus because that's what kind of what it feels like. Yeah, it is like that's this. the political spectrum in general, though. To be honest, yeah, I mean everybody's lost their minds over it, but yeah, I'm on the exact same page as you, where it's like it definitely seems like something happened to her. But you know, there's a lot of stuff that I did not put in the book, like a lot. I've yeah. filed a police report before. I've been through the whole you know, shebang of what you have to do when you make an accusation and for it to hold up in court. So yeah. for me, it's like, okay, um, this can't be corroborated. Like nobody's, nobody's saying that her story is real of the people that she's chosen yeah. and she's got no proof outside of that. And he can't, just, he can't prove that he didn't do it because that's, that's not even on him. Yeah. And so I've been like well, that's super what it's coming frustrated. down to. It, it's 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 so strange because usually in any court of law, it's innocent until yeah. proven guilty. My dog is going crazy. <laughs> I don't think they can hear it. Can oh you guys hear? Oh my goodness! No, I, have to go I could there. not even hear it. Anyways, my, my my biggest thing is not even like the Kavanaugh trial itself, but the entire. Um, I'll be right back. I, so the opposition to Kavanaugh and how uh, upset people are getting. Like, for example, a post in particular that I've seen numerous times on my timeline is that every time that your daughter hears you defend Brett Kavanaugh, she feels <sighs> that there's no point in reporting you know, anything that bad that ever happens to her. That's and that so logic so is stupid. so just bad. That, it's like, so – yeah. It, it, what I want to show my daughter is that there's this thing called justice and yeah. we take everything to trial. We just, there's no, we don't just take up front anyone's claim that anyone's committed a crime. 
we always look at the facts and looking at the facts doesn't make you a bad person. Right. 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 Saying like, Hey, well we should at least, you know, check it out and see whether it's real or not. Doesn't make me someone who's opposed to my daughter's safety or anyone else's for that matter. I don't think it discourages people reporting things just because there's a legal process attached to it. Right. right. That's and something that I think, I'm like, so there. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I wanted, think there's I a lot of spiritual. To you about it because you know way better than me. You know, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have thoughts. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I was just saying, I think there's a lot of spiritual uh, parallels there too, with a lot of what we talk about that, if you're going to yeah. say that we believe in justice and a system that kind of unbiasedly and objectively finds the truth, I think we need to also allow people that freedom to analyze the gospel in the same way, yeah. you know what I mean? And not right. just throw it out yeah. there that, hey, because eyewitnesses wrote something down, it must be true, right? Well, maybe, but people also need to search God and have their own revelations of him if he's going to be real to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I'm at in my personal life, right? trying yeah. to seek after that relationship with God. <clears throat> yeah. Um, as far as the Kavanaugh thing goes, um, I've, like, made some enemies <laughs> from what little I've talked about it because um, yeah. I, I got put in, like, this reformed ladies clique on Twitter. And they were like, oh, my gosh, we love your stuff, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, slowly, 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 they've all been like, she's crazy and, like, left – um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, this happens to me all the time. Man. Women will like pick me up and put me in their bubble and then they'll realize that I'm not apparently what they wanted me to be. And so they'll drop me like a hot potato, but no joke. So this, uh, yeah, if you're not this, extreme left then you just don't fit. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. awful. But yeah, so I, I've been like, these, these women are all making claims about, well, all survivors of sexual assault believe this and this and this. And I've been like, no, we don't. <laughs> No, we don't. And I've called people <laughs> out for projecting because that's, that's what it is. If you're saying yeah. as a woman that you speak for everybody and you have authority over all of this and, and that you're making your case from authority, that's weak. I'm sorry. No. If you can't make it logically, then I'm sorry. Yes, emotions do matter. Um, but we can't convict on emotions. Well, and so the... I've made like a ton of enemies. No, that, and I, t- I agree with you because uh, I forgot which senator it was, but during the debate he said uh, somewhere along the lines of like, I don't want to take away from the seriousness of these allegations, but we have to be able to prosecute by proof because that's what this country is based upon. Um, and if you get on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere and you, you even state – innocent until proven guilty all of a sudden you're you're a heretic and you know like you don't care about rape victims because you said that and it's like no if you know that stuff sucks when it happens and if it happened to you i'm really sorry that happened and if it happened to anybody you know male or female whatever like if if you were assaulted if you were sexually assaulted that is a horrible thing and if that person can be prosecuted they should but the fact that people can just come out and throw allegations and ruin people's lives, like Kavanaugh, like his his family name, his credibility, even if he does get into the Supreme Court justice role, he'll be forever stained because yeah. this is going to go down yeah. in history. Every This will be in textbooks someday. Yeah. No, emotions are super important, but they don't decide truth. 
right? Yeah. They're not the things that decide what's the truth They're and what's supporter. not. Yeah. Logic, reason, and evidence, and you know, those are the things we use to define the truth. Right. Not well, and something that I've I've seen like one person talk about, and they ended up taking it down, is a lot of uh, people that go through childhood abuse or sexual abuse or whatever. Um, can actually have like false memories because yeah. uh, the memories yeah. suppress and then come up later. But in the meantime, your body sort of tries to tell you what happened in different scenarios that aren't actually real. Yeah, I've had that happen in my life, actually. Um, yeah. My mom passed away um, in 2005 and um, I was 11 years old. So my uh, kind of reaction to dealing with that was to mm -hmm. kind of not acknowledge it and kind of mm -hmm. be in denial and not talk about it, not think about it. And before I knew it, like I was formulating paranormal activity and stories of things that were happening and I was seeing my mother's ghost <laughs> and stuff. And I think it, it's a complicated subject, but I've just in recent years come to realize that a lot of what I was basing my faith on was a bunch of stuff that I made up to make the whole happening of her dying uh significant in a way that was positive instead of negative so right. i've just recently been like unraveling the truth behind <laughs> what actually happened when i was young and how my brain was going crazy <laughs> because i wasn't dealing with my grief and my mourning yeah. in the best way yeah i know? feel like emotions are good things they're a good supporting factor um and anything political religious Anything that goes on in your life, emotions are not bad at all. Um, and I think the thing is we have to find like a healthy balance between the two, especially like, you know, getting back to the religious side of it. Um, we can't have a religion that's just solely based on emotions. Otherwise, it's going to fall apart. We saw that happen in our lives. Um, we are part of like a super charismatic church. Um, and as soon as that emotion fell away, as soon as we saw through um, the face, the facade of the emotional encounters and all of that stuff, which I do believe that there are times where I, I feel like I did encounter God and feel God or whatever. Um, but you know, a lot of it, a lot of my religion was just based off those feelings off just emotions. So when that fell away, it was really rough for me. And this is something I want to talk about today. And Ben, I think you'll be really excited. Nate, I don't even think I've told you, but I, I am officially no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I am officially a full-on Christian again, and I know I, you can't just tell me that and not not let me ask what happened. And get full story well, there. I just you know it's been a really long journey for me, and I I had a uh, there was a song I was listening to by of Monsters and Men. It's called Organs, um, and in it. Um, the, the girl, she says, I'm taking off my, I'm taking off my face. Cause I don't, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Or so, she's like pretty much talking about, she's coming out of the place where she's been. That's caused her a lot of pain and stuff like that. And I don't think my journey has necessarily caused me pain, but I definitely feel like I've been kind of in, um, kind of like a darkness or like a not really fully understanding, like, I'm trying to really understand who God is and I'm just confused or whatever. And I'm at I, – I came to the point to like a couple weeks ago where it's like I don't have all the answers. 
I don't know exactly what I believe yet. I don't even mm. necessarily um, believe if I don't, I don't know if I believe if the Bible is completely inerrant word of God. I don't know what I believe about hell or anything, but I know that I believe in Jesus right now, and I know that I'm a Christian, and that's that's about as much as I can say at this point in time. Um, and I know you really you probably haven't been keeping up with us or our podcast, Rebecca, but um, since the last time you were on, you were what was it like? That was it was within the first ten episodes, right? I think it was probably about fifteen months ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Fifteen or fifteen, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, a lot's happened since then. since then. There's yeah. Been, yeah, there's been a lot of deconstruction, figuring out what we believe. For me, it's been a lot of like, do I believe? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. been a really long journey, but um, you know, I I feel like I'm at a point. I don't know if I did we lose Ben. No, I'm still it, here. I'm uh, just. Yeah. Uh, I realized in recording that the outlet I had my phone plugged into wasn't working, so I'm okay. having to move and adjust. All right, you do your thing. Um, so, so yeah, I've come to the conclusion just this last couple of weeks. You know what? You know, I I can't really shake this God that you know just I can't get off my mind. So you know what? I I believe. I don't know exactly what I believe yet. Um, I don't have a tenet of faith but i know that i believe in him and i've just come to the conclusion like i want i'm okay with pursuing whatever god wants out of my life again so that's pretty much where i'm at that's that's really good (laughs) yeah so wait it's better than i've been i'll tell you that you're telling me that you don't have all the answers and yet you're willing to move forward yes boom Killed it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too, big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like that's, I said, that's I awesome, don't... man. I mean, it. I I totally agree with you. I mean, that's kind of where I've been at. I mean, sure, I never. I guess I didn't throw things up in the air as far as you did. Um, I threw everything in the air, and I will say yeah. this. Yeah. I will say this before you. I'll let you do say whatever you're going to. But um, oh, yeah. I, I really felt when I really came to this conclusion, you know, I was – it was a moment for me. Like I was driving home from work and it was like I was crying in my car and I was literally like – I was like I, I'm ready for this again. You know, I like – I was talking to God almost like – I remember when I first got saved and I was talking to God like – I don't know, like – like, I would, like I would talk to like uh, my wife or something when I was like if I was just getting married or something like I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing I might mess this up but you know what I'm ready for it um, and that's kind of how I was talking to God it's just kind of like you know what I have no idea what I'm doing again just like at the beginning but you know what I'm kind of cool with that um, just a path being wide open and of course taking steps with caution um, but I don't know. And, and I will say what, what I was going to say. I know people talk about like, you know, God was holding on to you and he wasn't letting go. To me, when I was when I was really like talking to God and I say praying, it's really it's kind of weird saying that word because I haven't really prayed in so long. But um, when I was talking to God again, it, it didn't really feel like I really feel what I was feeling. It wasn't like. 
God clutching onto me and not letting go. Because I really feel like the whole time he was kind of stepped back and he was like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You make your choices. I, you know, I, I trust yeah. that you're going to come back to me eventually. And, and that's how I've always felt. And I know there's been certain people who have questioned my wavering and have um, <laughs> been concerned or worried and stuff. But, you know, I, I really feel like the whole time God was just trusting me that, you know, eventually I was going to make the right decision. So trusting you like a prodigal, huh? <laughs> prodigal son. <laughs> name of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> I really think that's how God just treats people. He's not like a, he doesn't treat you like you're on house arrest and like come <laughs> you if you go away. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He'll your, come and like, know. I mean, he'll show himself and reveal himself, but he's definitely not the kind of guy who's like, you stay in my house. <laughs> he's very gentle, in my opinion, as far as that goes, is, I mean, if, you, if, if you're if you not happy, you don't necessarily have to be here, go explore, and I'll bet you'll find me or I'll find you one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I don't know. It, if if God does anything else, it's like he doesn't trust himself to, uh, you know, be God. Like, if he really is God and he's totally in control, everything's going to work out. If that's the way that things are, he would really be contradicting himself to do anything other than like, sure, man, I trust you. Well, that that kind of mindset to me, it kind of leans toward uh, uh, kind of like the good side of like predestination. Um, and I know there can be kind of like a negative to that. Oh yeah. Well. Let's fight. Let's do it. But, like, but no, like my wife has a friend and she is the kindest, sweetest, um, girl you'll ever meet. Um, but except she is, for you, Rebecca, of course, except for you, Rebecca. She's, she's the second kindest. You're the first. All right. But, uh, Oh my God. So so this girl she she her dad is a pastor of like a predestination uh predetermination church and she completely believes in it but she's not like god either loves you or he hates you and you're burning in hell and we're not allowed to interact with you her mindset of it is like if you are a christian awesome um that's really cool if not I don't think God hates you, but she's just like, you know, you're just living your life kind of thing. And I feel like that's kind of like a healthy way to look at predestination. I still don't know like what I really think about it, but if I were to believe in it, that's probably the view I would take of it. Why are you shaking your head? (laughs) I just, I just don't, I don't, I almost feel like that's almost even worse because if man, oh yeah that's Lay just, it down that's just Lay it down, that's just nuts because you've got well i you've wanted got to the open issue, it up to you've a got the issue where the christian might be living even more immoral behind the scenes than the person that is actually saying they're pursuing god but Oh well, you realize you're not actually chosen, right? So it doesn't matter. You can just live your life. But I love you anyway. Like there's just no. There, it basically brings no value to repentance because you're in if you're in and you're out if you're out. And I and that's cool that she loves you no matter what. 
Well, that's a problem but, with predetermination man. altogether. I'm yeah. just saying if I were to believe in predetermination, her mindset is the one I would take rather than the God doesn't love you, you're going to burn in hell. I feel like we I, could argue predestination and Armenianism versus Calvinism all night. That's like a whole yeah. separate topic which i would love to get into yeah i'd love to get into but something we only have rebecca yeah. with us yeah, for yeah. a little bit <laughs> thank, you, thank you for curbing this ben before my blood pressure went up too be, high i'm not trying to be that guy but i'm being that guy <laughs> yeah no please do we need the voice of reason <laughs> so anyways oh, no, okay. rebecca tell us about your book let's talk about <laughs> which one <laughs> The, the, your newest book that you're okay. releasing, or ha- have you released it yet? Are you releasing it? What's going on with that? It's in editing. It's um, in editing. What happened was my editor was pregnant, and it was done like several weeks ago, and she delivered. <laughs> so it might have nice. actually been out now had the baby not come. But yeah, so it's in editing right now. Um, it is basically kind of another memoir. Um because that's apparently all I can ever write. <laughs> but um, it it kind of goes through basically the last 16 months for me. Well, really even more than that, the last three years. Because I started blogging when my son was about four months old. And that led to the book and led to the podcast and okay. all of that different stuff. So it's basically a memoir of the last three years and sort of what's happened. There's been a lot that's happened um, even before the book, but in particular after The Scarlet Virgins was published. Um, I ended up going out to California. I was flown out to California to do some speaking, and I've done speaking at universities and things like that. Oh, nice. Um, nice. It's been crazy. Awesome. I'm actually in the I Survived I Kiss State and Goodbye documentary that hasn't come out yet. Um, so oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's been kind of nerve-wracking. Um, but anyways, there's been so much stuff. Um, there was uh, some book deals that fell through and um, all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's basically me navigating the last three years, especially um, mentally, because I've run into a lot of different stuff and challenges where, you know, as somebody who grew up in the purity culture, you know, quiverful type movement, it's really hard for me to be a stay at home mom who does something else that's not necessarily a working mom thing, but it is something else. And it's something that I've tried to stop in myself because I don't want to be in that category. And so it kind of deals a little bit with that, trying to deal with, you know, how do I, how do I wrap my mind around this in light of how I grew up? And then, um, also dealing with other Christians online because they tend to be the most vicious (laughs) out of everybody. Um, so (laughs) I I I just needed someone other than me to say that. Yeah, no, so I I deal in the book with, like, tons of different scenarios professionally um, with with people who are readers and listeners and stuff like that, just where where things hit the fan, kind of what to do and and how to act um, in a way that's respectful and and is in line with, like, James and the Proverbs, basically. Um, And there's different, you know, how-to things in each genre that I've been through with writing and stuff like that. But for the most part, it actually ends up being kind of a self-care book, physically, mentally, spiritually, for the Christian content creator. Okay. So was there 
was there any one experience that you had that made you realize like at when, while you were going through all that, that you're like, I should write a book about this. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't remember how I ended up starting to write this book. (laughs) Um, I, well, okay. I say that, um, when I wrote the Scarlet Virgins, I was bedridden. Um, I was bedridden for about two and a half years. Um, and the Scarlet Virgins was my deathbed project. (laughs) Um, and we didn't know exactly what was wrong. So we just knew that something was wrong and we didn't know how long I had. And, um, so, um, how long ago was this? If I may ask, uh, we got the first diagnosis that started helping about six months ago. Um, up until then I was still bedridden, uh, for about two to three weeks out of every month. Um, and, um, so after I went through, you know, the podcasting tour and doing my own podcast and releasing the Scarlet Virgins and doing public speaking and all of that, um, I got to the point that, you know, I did start getting better. We started finding things on our own. And then I finally got to the doctor, um, that could help. And, um, I was like, man, if I could do all of that with this happening untreated, then I want to do more books now that I'm actually better. And I, I had a fiction series that I wanted to finish. Um, but it's all worked out in such a way there's been different conversations and things happen where I ended up kind of working on this project where I felt so alone as a content creator, like especially the last year where, you know, I've been surrounded by liberal content creators in the Christian circles that hate me and um, conservative (laughs) ones. And I just, I felt alone in, in the same way that I have for years, basically since I turned 17, I dumped into this recovery community and, dumped back out and and it's just been one thing after another like that where I just keep floating in and out of these circles never belonging anywhere and so this book was sort of my you know torch for people like me that are in content creation as Christians and are trying to do the right thing and are up against all these challenges not just as content creators but you know what am I morally culpable for in all of this and and how do I deal with these other people and so it really came out of frustration of the last year especially um since since the Scarlet Virgins was published where, you know, I've, I've been alone. And since I started speaking out on that, um, I've had people say, Oh my gosh, me too. And so that's kind of where it came from. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, what would be the biggest problem or the biggest hiccup as a Christian content creator? (sighs) I think Honestly, the biggest thing is probably feeling like you have to say something every single time anything happens. And I actually regret one of the quotes that I have in the Scarlet Virgins in the beginning. It's a Diedrich Bonhoeffer quote that says, uh, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. And so many people have taken that and used it to where if you don't say anything, you're on the side of the perpetrator. And me and... We used to quote a lot from him <laughs> in our circle, so. Yeah. He's, a, he's an awesome dude. He just. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that like... I think that under under certain circumstances, there's no other better quote. But it, you right. have to take it circumstance by circumstance. Like, right? You know, yeah. if if somebody's being murdered right in front of you and you have the means to stop it, you know, yeah. and, and well, speak it's just out, like, like, yeah, you it's know. just like the whole uh, speak the truth and love thing, you know. You can use that in a good way, and there's been a lot of times where that is a healthy approach or has been in my life. But at the same time, there's been a lot of times where that's been almost an excuse or there's right. been a lot of times where that people will use that quote to cause pain in somebody else's yeah. life. So I think, it I think there's plenty of times – I think there's plenty of times where people will take what they think is evil and then go to their friends or social media and be like, Hey, I think this is evil. If you all just stay silent about what I think is evil, even though you don't think it's evil, you're evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how people take it out of context. Is Welcome to the Christian there are, circle. There is evil, yeah. and then there is, in my opinion, this also is evil. Yeah. Like, no, for there, example, there were people. There were people before the election. Sorry to interrupt, Ben, but there were people. No, no, go right ahead. I think you're about to say what I was. That were kind of trying to say <laughs> that were they were sending private messages to their whole, their whole friends list with all the negative attributes of president Trump, you know, Donald Trump just at the time. But, uh, and they were basically like, if you can look at this list and still vote for him or not share this as if you said it yourself, you might as well delete me as a friend. So basically they were like, you either share this post or you have to delete me as a friend. You know. That's actually happening with the Kavanaugh case, too. I know a lot of female friends on the more conservative side that are like, everybody's going crazy, and I'm getting these, like, threatening messages. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when people forget to think. Yeah. They just start, everyone's siding off their emotions, you know, and off their political standing, you know. Yeah. No, see, the, it's the like, thing civil, is like, it's even like civil it, war. You just pick a side and fight. You well, know? even when it comes to even when it comes to even when it comes to like Donald Trump, all right. Well, I think there are done. things that he that he's done that have been good, and I'll applaud those things. And there's things that he's done that have been bad, and I think those things are bad. So, yeah, you have I, to be able to look at yeah. things from a step by step by step perspective. You, you can't do an overall judgment over a person or a people or a group, you know, like with the whole Kavanaugh thing. I guarantee none of the Democrats are going to go yay. That's why it was 51-50 because Republicans have the majority and even some of the Republicans didn't vote for him. So the, the thing is like, you know, people will demean an entire group or they will agree with an entire group. The thing is we have to look past that whole tribal perspective. Um, yep. Like Nate, what we were talking about in a couple episodes ago, that whole idea of tribalism. You know, we're all people. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does good. Everyone does bad. And, you know, judge me off my individual actions, not my political standing or my religious views or something like that. Base me off the good and bad that I have personally done. You can do that. So Yeah. No, uh... I think it's hilarious that I have a real point, but this quick side point, <laughs> I think it is hilarious. It blows my mind that I see like so many conservatives sharing a ton of Kanye West posts <laughs> right now. 
Because yes. <laughs> Kanye West, when he was like, I'm going to run in 2020, every conservative was like, this is garbage. This is awful. Get this guy out of here. He's a clown. And then he's like, he wears a hat that supports their point of view. And they're like, yep. bro, this guy, genius. He knows what he's freaking talking about. And you're like, no, 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 no. You're confused. You're just Very you're not confused. doing it right. You're, you're tribalism. That's not funny. Yep. Um, no, but my, my real point to kind of get us off of this topic because we could go here for it also is ben, an infinite ben is our rabbit savior hole tonight. Ben, ben, ben <laughs> yeah. the conversation. Kind of on topic, at least a little bit. Um, so I know you. I obviously the book isn't out yet, so I haven't had a chance to check it out as far as the one that's directed at Christian content creators. But it's kind of a sticky topic. But how do you balance? Um, the verse that says like teachers will be judged twice as harshly. How do you marry that to, I just want to be completely raw and honest. Even if some of the things that I think are wrong, I just want to be vulnerable. And then in the other hand, you hold teachers and, you know, content creators, if you will, will be judged twice as harshly. <laughs> Cause I think that there is yeah, a ben, happy Ben can't sleep at night because this goes through that. Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I've dealt with that myself. Um, I, with the Scarlet Virgins, I kind of brushed over my experience, uh, with apostasy. Um, but I, I have alluded to it. Um, for me, when I have issues that I think is going to cause somebody else to stumble, I kind of intuitively know that I'm just going to stay silent right now. Um, like I, my husband is a huge help with that too, because um, he can tell when I'm getting to the point that it's just, you need to stay offline. <laughs> you need to stay offline. <laughs> and so he keeps me in check. Like the days that I go off on Twitter, it's because Thomas wasn't home. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think we as pilgrims and prodigals need to hire somebody just for that. No, yeah. my wife has to tell me that all the time. She's like, why did you post that? <laughs> I know, right? By the way, that the video that you posted, the the uh what was it, the uh karate the karate kick dude or whatever. Oh yes. It was literally <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen that, Ben? Drop the drop kick of oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was at He's yeah. like, so so yeah, you're telling me if I'm sixteen and I yeah. keep the yeah. baby and then they're like, well, yeah, you should definitely not kill the baby. And he's like, yeah, he <laughs> winds it up. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's oh. what is, I think that's at like the number it's in the top 10 most viewed clips on YouTube right now this week. Wow. And it's, it's for two different reasons. I think some people are like, yay, violence for the sake of justice. Yeah. And other people are like, Man, that's just terrible, but also kind of funny a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; that's where I'm at. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. At the same I mean, time, it was I actually that. seen it. Kicked for believing what they believe. Right. But the, the whole situation, when you're looking at it from the lens of the camera and it's not you, it's yep. hard not to laugh a little bit at the face that he makes. And then he just there's like, so much absurdity oh. that yeah, it's uh, really hard not to laugh. It's like. How does this even exist? <laughs> yeah. 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 How do people just go present their views and then kick you in the face? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Welcome to America. Can you imagine? Hey, I'll tell you yes. one thing. At least Christians don't do that. Okay. Yeah. We, we get a bad rap, but we Amen. don't go around doing that. <laughs> we may judge people, but we don't kick them. 
we, we have signs that oh, say man, really sometimes I think things, I'd rather be kicked. <laughs> like, I'd, like I'd rather just be kicked than you throw all that garbage at me for like months on end about my uh, oh, heretical so statements. Real. I'd love you. Um, um, oh, I was going to say with the whole, you know, being raw and real, I do think there's um, definitely a degree that that helps. Like I, I have a friend who's uh, really struggling, um, actually a childhood friend that was kind of included in all of the Scarlet Virgin stuff. Um, and he's really struggling right now. Um, and, you know, I'm really open about, you know, you tell me whatever you need to tell me. I do not care. Like, it's fine. And so I think that there is a certain degree uh, that where people openly struggling like that are super helpful. Like, it, there's so much stigma with asking questions in some churches because they're like, oh my gosh, you're a heretic now. Yeah. No. So I think there's like so much power in just showing that it's okay to ask questions. Well, I so was, I, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Oh, um, I think that, you know, it, you're never going to be able to balance it perfectly. Um, I certainly haven't yeah. been able to. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, obviously there's forgiveness and doing the best you can is basically all you can do. Bam. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, a really simple statement, but very refreshing to hear from, from a uh, very solid believer. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. somebody I can tell is really genuine, too. You know what I mean? Like, most people just say that, and what they're saying is true, but I don't, I wonder how much it really hits home in their life. Yeah. Deep subconscious places. Like, like when they're dreaming at night and they're encountering unbelievers in their sleep, do they act that way? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these are the questions that go through my head. Yeah. No, but that, that's, that's really good. The, the best you can do is all you really can do. So, I mean, that makes sense. I don't think that at, at the end of days, you know, if, if you really felt like your vulnerability was going to help someone and other people, namely, and I'm guaranteeing it's going to be Christians, <laughs> guarantee Christians are the only ones that are like, you shouldn't be so vulnerable. You could cause other people to stumble. They're yep. literally the only people that care. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that being vulnerable is never, cause it's just real. It's just honest. It's just genuine. I don't think that, God would ever fault someone for, hey, this is my story, you know, okay. and like, that's just, it doesn't well, make any sense The if, if we really believe the Bible and study it and blah, 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 we all do all that. I mean, <laughs> uh, they overcame by the power of the blood and the power of their testimony. And if okay. that causes someone to stumble, it's how I'm overcoming, so I'm sorry. I need to overcome by the power of my testimony. Well, one of the biggest one of the biggest issues with millennials in church today um, is the fact that there is no and I and I don't want to throw just a generic statement, but in a lot of churches you don't see vulnerability, you don't see openness, you don't see you know a willingness because to it might make others stumble. You don't hear out, yeah. You don't hear. The, you know, here's what I'm struggling with. And, and that's what I think, like, I think it's really good as content creators, especially in the faith realm, quote, um, you know, because we're talking about, you know, faith things, religious things. Um, it's it's good to have a voice of reason in the midst of in, in the midst of all the 
fakeness that you'll encounter at most churches because I was talking with a, a guy from a different podcast who I was on his podcast a few weeks ago. Um, and he was saying the biggest – one of the biggest issues that you see with church is the fact that you know people struggling with depression or whatever it is, whatever struggle struggle they're having, they don't feel like they can bring that up in a church environment because it's just – you know, oh, just pray that away. Just God's going to take care of that. Just peace and joy and love and forgiveness on you. And there's no real avenue to be like, I'm struggling. Like if I were go, if I were to go to a church with the mindset that I have been in at least the last, you know, six months of like, I don't know if I believe. They would probably immediately just start weeping and laying hands on me and praying for me. And sackcloth and ashes. Yeah, and it's like I just – it, it's it's tough to, to and that's a that's a thing that most millennials are finding is it's tough to find that openness that vulnerability and I would say like with the books that you're writing with the different podcasts that we're interacting with and authors we're interacting with and even our content that we're putting out um, it's just real and it may not be the most eloquent we're not the most professional we're not theologians. I definitely don't have all my ducks in a row as far as what I believe. But the thing is I'm being real and that's never going to stop. Um, whether I'm a Christian, whether I'm not a Christian, whether – you know, whatever my theological views are, I mean I'm just going to be open and honest. And you know, if that upsets some people, I'm sorry, but I'm not really. You know? Yeah. I mean I think, Rebecca, you can tell which side of the fence we err on. <laughs> I, me too. Yet me we're, too. Yet we're I'm, all in our unique individual oh locations as well. You know, we are. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I was thinking about it as you were talking, and I think one of the big things, especially that I was raised with, um, where you know you go to college and you're supposed to be the light at college, and you're supposed to be you know, responsible basically for all the people you meet salvation. And it's like, okay, no pressure, yeah. you know, it's whatever. Yeah, right. But I think, I think a lot of Christians have yeah. insecurity because of that. Like I think even older Christians, I think that's been around for a while. And I think that that insecurity is really what fuels that where they feel personally responsible. And so they have this like really crossed boundary. If you think about it, that's, it's the Holy Spirit's job to bring people to the faith. We're just kind of the messengers. And one book that really helped me I actually read it. I believe it was about a year ago was tactics by Greg Kokel, where he talked about that. And that finally brought me to the place where, you know, cause I, I had a little bit of that with the Scarlet Virgins. I was like, if I say something wrong, it's going to destroy somebody's faith, you know? And listening to that and, and reading that and reading some passages from the Bible specifically in line with that, it was like, oh, no, uh, I just do my thing. And and that's not up to me. Like whether somebody ends up becoming saved because of something I said or not, I, well, I don't even want to know. And so I think that's where a lot of that comes from, where people are so grabby because they're insecure about that. Yeah, and we put so much pressure on ourselves, you know, like if I don't. If I don't preach the gospel to this person, then they're definitely going to go to hell, and it's yeah. my fault. And that's something like as youth leaders that we were taught, and that's something that we taught to the kids that we were leaders of. You know, like, all right, I've got, I've got to preach the gospel to these kids, otherwise they're not going to know God. 
And by the way, kids, if you're not preaching the gospel to your friends, then they're probably going to go to hell. And that's on yep. you. <laughs> maybe you don't even really know God if you're not willing to preach to your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you How's don't that? really love God if you're not willing to sacrifice some friends. So yeah, I, I, um, the Bible does the Bible does teach us to like share our faith. That's a part of Christianity is to mm-hmm. share the good news, but I think that I think that we take it a little bit too far whenever we start thinking that <laughs> I'm responsible for everyone around me's salvation. That's yeah. that's a little bit unbiblical in my that's, opinion. That's God's burden. That's not mine. I, my job is to do the best I can as a believer and be the best light I can be. You know, if that was if that was like the focal point of my faith, God would have included it in the Great Commandment. But it wasn't <laughs> in the Great Commandment. It was just love God and love people. And then also preach the gospel, but pretty much just hit the hit the great commandment first yeah. and then work the rest of the stuff out. It's not like I don't know. I just I think people put uh, especially in the content creator realm, I think yeah. a lot of pressure on themselves to, you know, I'm responsible for everybody's salvation, like you just said. I don't I don't think that's healthy in any way. Yeah. Yeah, I um I used to know an, an older gentleman. Um, he was one of my friend's grandparents, and he had told me one day that he had this revelation that um, if he didn't tell everyone he ran into every day about the realities of heaven and hell and the gospel, that he might as well tell them to go to hell. And I'm like, so, so how does that look for you? And he's like, well, you know, I order a cheeseburger and I say, before I give them my money, so they still have my attention, do you know Jesus? And I'm like, holy cow, like, you really, like, this is your everyday. Wow. Every wow. single person. He's like, yeah, because he's like, because I just realized that they're going to burn in hell if it's not for my testimony. I'm like, wow, man. Like, that's pretty deep. I if mean, you actually live that out, that's some faith, man. But holy cow. <laughs> More like, power to him. That's not me. <laughs> Pushing more away than pulling in, I think, at that point, Bob. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, I was just gonna take us on to the next topic. But if you had a comment there. Well, um, I remembered. Um, actually, so embarrassing for me. I like block it out. But, um, my pastor actually got a hold of my book. <laughs> And um, some of the elders at church and some of the people at church. And it's been super weird since then. I'm like, I grew up in a really tiny church. And yeah. so I knew everybody and everybody knew me. But it was kind of like on a just, you know, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. You know, it's fine. Um, and so we then we moved to this big church. that's like over 100 people. And I'm like, holy cow, I don't know anybody here. So I've been blending in for like two years. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows who I am. And then... All of a sudden, an elder's like, hey, I read your book. And I'm like, oh, snap. Uh-oh. We're, we're getting kicked uh, out. It's happening. No, no. no. <laughs> but, I mean, I have stuff about self-harm bit. in there and, like, my own mental health. And so I was like, crap. He thinks I'm a Looney Tunes now. <laughs> so, but um, since then, there's actually people, like, at church who have, like, gone through my YouTube channel. And they'll come up and talk to me about stuff and, like, check on me and, like, Nobody before that happened even knew who I was. So without the book and without the stuff that I've put out, like 
I don't think anybody would be telling me the things that they do at church now. And it's basically all because I was the one to make the first move and be like, hey, y'all, I have problems. (laughs) (laughs) People will tell me that I have problems more than, (laughs) you know, more than I tell them. He doesn't have that issue. He gets Every, every church he goes to. I'm like, let me <laughs> let me tell you about my problems. Where you want me to start? Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a super open book. Like, if I have a conversation about anything deep that lasts more than five minutes, you've probably heard my entire life story, everything I've yeah. ever struggled with. You know, like that's just how I am. You know, and it, as you know, unfortunately. There's people out there that are like vultures for that kind of thing, and they take yes. advantage of people, you know, and they try to get the details so they can spread it, and before you know it, you know, you're losing friends over misunderstandings about who you are, and it's like, holy cow. Man. Tell me about it. It's crazy. That's in the book. I've really? had that happen yeah? all the time. Yeah. It wow. sucks. <laughs> yeah. It sucks, but at the same time, I would rather have a few good friends who actually know the real me than mm-hmm. have a church full of people who like the idea, the personification of what they think I am. So Jesus yeah. feels the yeah. same way. <laughs> I have a problem. I have a like I feel more Rebecca, I feel more like relatable to you than maybe like half the people I used to go to church with. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's look, I I will say that's the cool thing about social media, right? There are a lot of bad things. There are a lot of like you know, destructive, toxic things. And there's a lot of trolls out there for sure. But <laughs> at the same time, a lot of the people I've connected with, like you, the Mind Shift podcast, um, Steve Austin, different authors and different podcasters and just different people in general who are kind of in the same spot as me that I would never have known otherwise. So I, I will say, you know, there's pros and cons to it all for sure. Yeah. But I will say overall it's worth it because I've made a lot of friends, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's, it's more, it's not the, the cons are all like in your head for the most part, I think, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The, okay. Like the stuff that you think people will think or the relationships you think you'll lose or so on and so forth. I don't know. That's been my experience. I mean, literally. But you're I a lot more tolerant of people than I am though. <laughs> uh, <I guess> <laughs> But I don't know. I've I've opened up. I I've say had, words to people that you probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had so many more deep conversations with people that I wasn't really good friends with mm. because of being a Christian content creator. You know, when people find out I do a podcast, I like I have real meaningful conversations with people yeah. that I've never had meaningful conversations with before. And I don't know. It's been it's been a positive influence on my life for sure. Easily positive. Um, so what Keith, what was, I, I'm not fully aware of all that's been going down, but Keith, didn't you say something about a post that had to like get taken down or (laughs) something like that? What is it? I don't know. That sounded juicy earlier. The podcast, (laughs) uh, the podcast, a post that had to be taken down. You're talking about the one that my mom commented on. (laughs) Um, I, I don't remember saying anything about a post. Did, did I, can anyone, my podcast episode? Maybe yeah, that's what it was. Was that you? Okay. It wasn't me. I haven't. I don't take it. Like whatever I put up for the good or the bad, it stays there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Rebecca's something. That, yeah. No, you can talk about that if you want. So, 
Yeah, so I, this lady, I don't remember how I became friends with her, honestly. Um, I have a lot of people friend me because of everything, and so I actually have, like, a private Facebook account, <laughs> not okay. under my real name, so people leave me alone. That's when um, you know you're but, a pro, right? <laughs> um, but she friended me, and we have mutual friends, and uh, I was, I opened up the podcast for interviews, and I was like, you know, if you're a Christian and, and have something you think might work really well with purity culture topic, let me know. She was like, oh, me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, there were things that happened during recording that I was like, okay. Mm, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that. I want to hear about this. I, I wasn't quite sure. Like, there were just some really scandalous stuff that I was like, that's that's definitely, that's not that's not biblical. Okay. Um, and so I'd, I'd clarify and be like, okay, so um, what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and she'd backtrack and she'd be like no, no 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 this is what I meant and I was like oh okay and so I'd like have to do a lot of editing for this particular episode and it ended up going out it was fine it was you know I, there was some weird stuff that I wasn't quite sure but in general it was good and so I was like okay you know it's definitely gonna help people well <laughs> as the months kind of went by she so it, it wouldn't have been bad except for the um, resource that she wanted me to direct people to, to find her was like her personal profile page. And all of this stuff went down on her personal profile page. So <laughs> it was like, okay, I wasn't quite sure about to begin with, but it was like, oh, this is good yeah. content. So, okay. And I should just trust in my cup from the beginning. Um, but she started posting different things and I was like, mm, that seems weird. But pe she'd always backtrack if somebody said something. Well, during one of the recent political news cycles, she said something that was like beyond just proof texting and taking context out of scripture. And it was like really, really bad, like changing the nature of God. And I said something and she was like, not not uh, not going well there. And so I made the decision. I, I called Thomas and I was like, look. I think we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really worried about this. I've been sending people to her personal profile where she's posting this stuff. So rather than just take the profile out of the show notes or anything, I just took the whole thing down. I was like, I don't think this is good. I had a bad feeling about this from the beginning and I just need to correct the issue now. <laughs> so yeah. I not to pry farther than <laughs> good, but like what was the, what did she say? Uh, just to come out in the open, <laughs> what, was, what was it that was, what, what was the inappropriate thing that made it like, okay, this is definitely not. Ben, I, can you ask it? Can you ask it in your Canadian nice yes, guy please voice? Please ask in your Canadian voice. We need this. Ask it in what? the Canadian nice guy what voice. What happened on her page that made you take <laughs> So um, she was promoting premarital sex as not a sin. That was one of the issues. Um, and that happened multiple times. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, okay. if you want to do that, great. But I am sending people to your page and I can't really do this. So, no. <laughs> yeah. So, it really had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. What it had to do with is, like, you didn't take that stance on it, but you were sending people to her her page. Yes. And she where she was that taking stance. that stance on it. If people yeah. want to take that stance on their personal space and everything, that's fine. But she also said this in the podcast. And so 
after so many times of people going eh, and her backtracking, I was like, okay, no, you actually believe this? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I don't That's think so. so. Funny that she would even backtrack. Like, if you really, I know. Yeah, if you, you really believe it, don't backtrack. Say, it. Like, no, I'm totally. Yeah, this is good. This is yeah. great. Yeah, and it wasn't just that, but that was the main thing that I was like, whoa, bro. Okay, no, That's no, no. Like, we gotta, we gotta switch it up here. Good, yeah. Um, and so there was also just kind of changing the nature of God in a very antinomian way. And I was just like, you know, the answer to legalism is definitely not antinomianism. <laughs> ah! I don't even know what that means, but, yeah. but... It's like a rejection of the law. There's like a spectrum, and some of it's, you know, not like... It's technically a heresy. Not all of it is like that bad of a heresy, honestly. Okay. Um, but there's definitely a degree to which it's like, yeah, that's definitely not scriptural. That's definitely that changes who God is, that changes how he operates, and that was that was kind of it too. So Okay. Yeah, antinomianism is like <laughs> some people will say that you're gonna go to hell if you don't wear like a jean skirt to your ankles and wear your hair in a bun. Oh, okay, okay. That, and, and then you take it down a notch and you're like, no, 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 that's cool. You just can't wear like revealing clothing. And then you take it down a notch. And eventually there are several levels of like, this is my personal conviction, but you're going to eventually hit pay dirt where it's like, no, that's not your personal conviction. That's definitely just like wrong. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it goes down the ladder and the ladder could technically be okay. It's just eventually you hit pay dirt where you're like, okay, that is definitely, that's some weirdness. Yeah. Right. Right I'm going to be honest. I've right. never heard that term in my life before. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Ben's our resident. It's a smart people word. No, Ben's no, our absolutely. residential pastor here. So whenever there's something, whenever there's a, like a really long theological word that I don't understand, I'm like, Ben, what's that mean? I don't, I don't know what that even means about our podcast. If like, I consider myself, whenever you hold me up next to like churchy people, <laughs> I am not a churchy person. Super but whenever churchy you guy, hold me up, when you hold me up next to Pilgrims and Prodigals, I'm the resident pastor. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, I, you, you know, you know. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm that person in my group too. Everybody's like, she knows all this theological stuff. I'm like, I don't. My husband does. I ask him all the time. That's how I know any of this. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that guy. You know, there's nothing wrong with being that person. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. No, I refer it's... to Ben on the podcast as the super, super churchy guy. <laughs> That's what I call him. I'm, I'm a super churchy guy, yet I am also the one on the podcast that got kicked out of our previous church and asked not to come back. So. <laughs> oh, man. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was my joke I made earlier. I was like, you know, they're going to ask her to go on a sabbatical and never come back. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't think you heard it. Hey, but. watch out, Rebecca. That's what they did to me. Mine uh, <laughs> is like super supportive, thankfully. And I've like, I actually went to my pastor at one point because I got caught up in a um, guilt by association situation. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah, we had to sit down with him like a couple weeks ago over that. And that's been happening since October. <laughs> oh, <Yay. okay. laughs> no, I think it's really cool that you Man, can church be, is fun. I think it's really cool that you can be doing the things that you're doing. Take the stances that you are in your personal life and still be uh, like supported by your pastor, still be, you know, play a role in your church and stuff like that. I, I'd love to find a church like that again someday. That'd be great. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, yeah. the experience that we had was not that, 
but at the same time, you know, and this is just hitting me right now in the same way that, in the same way that I don't want people to judge, um, things on just an emotional level. Maybe I shouldn't just judge church in general on an emotional level. Maybe, you know, I should should be willing to admit that, you know, someday, someday I could find a, a church that's good. You know, that, that does things right. Um, what ben, am I hearing? Ben, right your now? church. <laughs> ben, your church is just old people. So I mean, hey, look, man, those old people—they legit, okay? They legit old people. I mean, I, I do love Doug. I gotta get me a good Doug hug every once in a while. Yeah, no, no, Keith. I, my Come mind here, is son. Blown right now, my mind is blown. I just like, I I just got done listening to the the Steve Austin episode where you were with him. That was a good one. You're like. I don't think I could ever see myself going back to church. And now here we are today, and you're like, you know, maybe. Look, 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 maybe. That's all I said. All All I said was maybe I've judged it too harshly, all right? Don't read too much into it. Okay, okay, no, I totally agree. I think there was another You're pushing me away again. Oh, man, I'm just feeling. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Uh, Keith, you should go to your – do you have any grape juice in your fridge? And break off a piece of bread for you and Nate. Let's do this right now. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think, Nate? You want I need, I need some no, Eucharist no, no, no. in my the, life. There was there was a there was another episode where you're just like, I I love what I'm hearing right now, Keith, because there was another episode where uh, you were like, the church is just so judgmental, and I'm not about that. We never I, I, this podcast doesn't judge people, and I'm like, Keith, every time I'm on here, I judge the church. That's like literally what I do is just like, <laughs> church, you're messing it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah, I think there's a time. There's a time and a place to judge things. You know, yep. I mean? totally agree. even the church. You know, yeah, for sure. Oh, especially church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to keep keep each other accountable. Exactly, yeah. I'm not gonna stop judging church. I will always. I mean, evaluate church mm-hmm. as as a yeah. As so. A, People used to tell me it's not okay to judge people, but you can make assessments about them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's the politically correct way of saying it. Oh my good God. (laughs) Seriously, man. Like that was, I I grew up. Was that, uh, was that who I think it was that said something like that? No. Okay. No. But I, I mean, we, I was, I was raised in a private Christian school and stuff and that's just what they taught you. You know, don't judge one another, but. If you see somebody doing something wrong, you can make assessments about their faith. You know, it's like same thing. Same thing. Yeah, I think I think judging someone is, uh, dude. This is some really some really tough waters to navigate because, like, for me, when you judge someone, you're taking someone and not just developing ideas about them, but also like metering yourself off on how much love I can show this person based on my assessment of them. I I mean, it's just, it's natural for people to make assessments based on observations. You know, you're like, Oh, so that's how life is. And this person is like that. And this person is like that. That's not necessarily Mm -hmm. judgment. Judgment for me is whenever you like turn down or turn up the level of love you can show based on that assessment. That's the bad kind of judgment. You know what I mean? I can still love church. I even go to church with old people. I do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think I still am making assessments all the time about? "Eh, I don't think that's that's not very legit at all. Do you think that's kind of what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about speaking the truth in love? 
Uh, having that having that assessment quality, kind of like you know how Jesus had like with his disciples, where you know he'd be like, "Hey, Peter, you're kind of you know messing this up." Yeah, but being, I love you, pal. But I love you. But you're, you're being a jerk. I don't know because he, no, Jesus could literally be like, "You are Satan. Get out of my way." <laughs> well, I mean, when you're Jesus, you can you know you can say stuff like that. I, that story is so great because he's like it on is. the mountaintop with you, like Peter. You are the rock. I'll build my church upon you. And then Peter's like, "Hey, I don't think this is a good idea." And he's like, "Satan, get out of here!" <laughs> I really need to start using that. Like, that's a really good thing to say to your friends. I think every now and then, just to throw them off, you know? Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, man." <laughs> yep, for sure. Awesome. All right, well, um, Rebecca, is there um, anything else you wanted to talk about? We're about an hour and 20 minutes into this, so. Oh, dang. I didn't even realize. <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know how much of the beginning we're going to keep necessarily, though. No, I'll probably cut out That's like true. the first uh, 15, minutes, probably. 15, 20 yeah. minutes, maybe. But, <laughs> Anyways, anything else that you wanted to talk about while you're on today? You're good? Yeah. All right, so uh, how can people reach you? Oh, man. Um, you can go to my Twitter. I don't recommend it because it's a train wreck, but um, it's <laughs> at New it. Country Mom. <laughs> and, um, you can fun. find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page is uh, facebook.com forward slash that New Country Mom. And you can email me at Rebecca at New Country Mom.com. Or you can go to my website, RebeccaLimpy.com, and go to the email list and sign up for that so that you can actually get all of the details of how behind I am on my projects because I'm sick, but the books are coming out eventually. <laughs> Sounds good. Fair enough. Well, we'll was... make sure that we try to, uh, maybe we can through email or something, get um, a list of that information and yes. post it in the footer or description of the, of the podcast. <laughs> so that people can, cause I mean, saying it is like, that's. Yeah. I, I can't keep up anytime anybody rattles off all their stuff. I'm just like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, Slow down. We'll post, it, we'll post it in the description so there's like a real tangible way people can get a hold of you. Well, yeah. it's, it's pretty much just like a uh, like a podcast handshake is pretty much what it is. You know, it's like, yeah. all right, so it was good. It was good doing business with you. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was really awesome having you on, Rebecca. I, yeah. I, I I'm thankful that what we said at the end of the last podcast, like 15 months ago, like we should have you on again sometime that that really happened. I am thankful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Me I, too. I would, I would me like too. To. It's always nice to actually be around real people and that are on the same page. <laughs> yeah, sure. For sure. I'd like to initiate a cyber laying on of hands for your yes. continued getting oh nervous. please do <laughs> you know um so anybody listening <laughs> no, to this podcast yeah. uh anybody on our page that has heard of the podcast uh if you're a super churchy guy and you like to pray exactly. pray for this wonderful woman here that she get healthy stay healthy so she can keep rocking it out yeah 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 for sure yeah no i will awesome. i will you. really like i don't pray that much but i really will be praying for you thank you so. i appreciate it <laughs> And if I say it, that means something, because I don't. I really don't pray a lot. Keith doesn't, Keith doesn't say that kind of crap. He's anytime he gets on to everybody. He's like, he talks to me. He's like, 
you know, like 50 people said they'd be praying. I wonder how many are actually praying. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I know people are actually praying when um, my two atheists, like staunch atheist friends, like one from school and um, one who's been an atheist for like 30 years are actually praying for me because they're that freaking terrified that I'm going to die. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so I'm not that bad, but I'm really glad like that they're like, they're that worried about me that they're praying <laughs> They're willing to go against the way yeah. that they view the yeah. entire world. Basically. To talk to a God they don't believe in. For you. Like, I feel the love, guys. Thank you. Like, I really appreciate it. That's great. Awesome. No, my my wife, she works at Head Start. Um, and, and what they do, they don't, they can't pray for kids. What they do is they have uh, wishing good hopes or something. They just like, what they do is they stand in a circle and they're like, we wish good hopes your way. And they do like this kind of motion. Like waving positive energy toward you. Exactly. In your general direction. Like, yes, yeah, like positivity your way. Yeah, that's, that's demonic. Dude, head, <laughs> head start is so hippie, bro. It's so hippie. But anyways. Uh, I mean, even from a Christian's perspective, that's not bad. Like wishing good hope your way. No, it's not bad. It's you not know. bad. Anyways, Rebecca. It's just lukewarm. <laughs> all right if we don't stop we're gonna carry on we're just gonna ramble and this is just this is just a bunch of stuff i'm gonna have to edit out all right so we gotta we gotta yeah, end this he says that but he never edits anything. we're just giving you time to turn the volume down as we fade out into the music. yeah that's what, oh, yeah that's what we're doing this is about where the music's ending yeah. right about now so. <laughs> anyways rebecca it's been good talking to you again we will uh uh, I will keep in touch, and uh, whenever you release your book or whenever else you want to be on, our schedule is pretty much open. So, Sweet. you know, we'll just keep in touch, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Uh, nice to meet you. All right. Later. All right. Bye. All right. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, man? Are you guys leaving? Well, I just wanted... What a monk. Was that good? Wait, I'm yeah! Just...